Hey there, We Can't Wrestle Podcast listeners. If you haven't noticed, we have switched our server to Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So go ahead, download the free Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm to get started. Highly recommended by me and everybody else here at the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Listening to the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Now it's time for our host, Nate Matson. Hello, wrestling fans, and welcome to episode 105 of the We Can't Wrestle podcast. And I'm telling Ooh. you right now, the name of this show is already, I can tell you, is going to be Thunder Blunder. Nate Maxson here with you, and of course, joining me, Mr. Archie Mitchell. Archie, welcome to the We Can't Wrestle Woo! podcast. Kyle Army is here. It took 105 episodes, but we finally jumped the fucking shark, guys. Yep. <laughs> yep. And here, here comes Aaron. He's a berserker. This is all Aaron's, this is all Aaron's fault. <laughs> This is all Aaron's fault. Speaking of which, I don't think we ever talked about it on the show. What did everybody think of the uh, Jay and Silent Bob reboot? We never discussed it on the show. You know what? I it, liked him. I, I was I was pleasantly surprised that it, it kind of kept like that feeling of the old right. Kevin Smith movies that it it wasn't trying too hard. Well, that and and it was. I was afraid when I first watched it that I was going to get an extremely politically correct Jay and Silent Bob. Yep, and then they yep. weren't. That, that was my worry. However, the only thing about it was I told I told my wife after I watched it, I said, man, that is one of the biggest pieces of fan service I've ever seen oh, in my yeah. life. Like, yeah. the entire movie was just fan service. That was it. Within, like, the first five minutes of the movie, when they fucking show up and <laughs> they tell them to drop, their, drop the weapons or drop the... And he dropped... Jay drops his pants and he's like, "That man has no dick." I was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh we're not for a treat, guys." Like, this you, is... you guys want to hear something totally stupid? I watched that whole movie, and up until the ending credits, I did not know that that was Kevin Smith's daughter playing Jay's daughter in the movie. Yeah, I'm like, that's Matt, Harley. I'm like, Jesus, Matt, she's Matt, so big. And then Jay, Jay's daughter is plays Kevin Affleck or Kevin Affleck, Ben Affleck's daughter. Yeah. As a matter of that's, fact, if you go back, there's a movie that Kevin Smith did. It's called Yoga Hosers. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that is that is it's Harley and it's Johnny Depp's daughter. Yeah. 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 That is the, that's in that. But so she changed so much. I mean, I've listened oh, to this yeah. man talk about his daughter for like twelve years, and mm-hmm. Kevin Smith now plays like, the little you know, sausage man in the fucking. <laughs> Those are fucking Nazi sausages. Yeah, he plays a Nazi sausage. <laughs> when they have Bob meet Kevin Smith, I thought that was hysterical. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, what? Wait, they're actually going to show them 
Kevin Smith. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the fact that like Kevin Smith is the one writing and directing the movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what a what a nice twist on that one. Uh, <sighs> and see, what did everybody as, as I've grown up though, you know what I you know what I feel like? Oh. I have yeah. grown up and become a man and I feel like um not his um fucking like, <laughs> not his persuasion towards young women, but I feel like um, Ben Affleck's character from Mallrats. Ah. Like, okay. <laughs> I just have a shopping agenda. That's all I want you to have. <laughs> <laughs> like, just show up and buy your shit and get the fuck out. He's you know what I mean? Like, I, was, I don't that was want... the one place I agreed with him. <laughs> <laughs> so Can we just make the whole episode about Kevin Smith. Movies? Kevin Smith. We've done a Kevin. We've done. We've actually done a Kevin Smith. Can we episode. do a part two? I mean, part I'm in two. for that. We can. We can. Yeah, we can. We can uh, log that in for later on. Nate oh, Dante. Nate Dante. I, I resonate with Dante too on days I shouldn't be somewhere. I always utter yeah. them. I shouldn't even yeah. be here today. Well, it's just that everything goes wrong. Right. Right. <laughs> I can yeah, anything I'll, go said, right. I think I said it the last time and I'll say it again. I I am just that guy trying to see the fucking sailboat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's you, it. you really are. And everybody else is he fat? A, a schooner, a schooner is a sailboat, jackass. Yeah. A schooner. <laughs> when he snapped at that little girl, fat and confused. I when understand he, that. When that he snapped, you know what? If they ever make a fucking story of my life, like a movie, that's going to be the name of it: Fat and Confused. <laughs> oh, I thought it was going to be trying to find the sailboat, the Kyle Army story. It, well, that's the sequel. Oh, you know man. what I like about donuts? You know what I like about donuts? I keep getting older, and they still have the same glaze. But anyway, yeah, I just came up with All that right. on the spot. Before, that good, huh? I like that. Before we go any further, that needs to be a t-shirt. I know I brought up the whole dirty dancing thing. I was only, like, today old when I realized that... Matthew McConaughey was older than everybody and dazed and confused him when he said that line. It was wrong. Raping minors. Right. But I didn't know when I first watched Dazed and Confused, I was like, oh, okay. All right. A couple of years later, I'm like, oh, okay, he likes, likes high school girls. No big deal. As I got older and I hit like 35, I was like, Dude, this guy's a fucking pedophile. Wait a minute. What the fuck? And I'm I like, just and I just laughed and laughed. Right. I was okay with it. What's going on? I just I was offended by his fucking acting. <laughs> not right, not right, not right. No. Well, ladies and gentlemen, on this week's edition of the show, we are going to be reviewing an episode of WCW Thunder. Now, let me preface this by saying, even back in 2000, I didn't watch Thunder. As a matter of fact... I don't know about you guys, but back during the Monday Night War era, I found Thunder to be the most boring show. I don't know. It was just the music was boring. The set was boring. It was dark. It was gloomy. It was. It just never seemed to capture Thunder. my imagination. 
Thunder is like what would have happened if they would have made Nitro five hours long. Yeah. It was that extra two hours you didn't want to see. I, right. I, you know I watched. I, mean? I watched yeah. back then. I watched. I watched. WCW. I did too. I watched. WCW. Matter of fact, I got Slamboree 2000 is four days away from this show. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I, I watched Slamboree 2000 as it happened live that night. Yep. And the way that this happened was because I did not buy this piece of shit. <laughs> uh, Let's just say that somehow, magically, uh, we gained possession of a magic little card that allowed us to gain access to pay-per-views. Oh, oh, I remember that magic little card everybody yeah. in the early 90s and late 90s had. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah. I still overpaid for this fucking show. Right. <laughs> they told you that card would pay for itself, not when <laughs> it was Slamboree 2000. Yeah. <laughs> so the show we're going to be re- re- reviewing tonight is... It's Thunder from May 3rd, 2000. <sighs> Before we do that, I want to make an announcement. We are going to be adding another podcast to our family of podcasts, whether it be the We Can't Wrestle podcast, the Asylum Wrestling podcast, the Motley Soup podcast, the Criminal Wind podcast. I am proud to announce that we are also going to be, we are going to be reliving ECW. Ooh. On the 2300 podcast. Awesome. Um, That is going to feature ECW star and past guest of the show, Chad Austin, will be with us every single week. We are going to chronicle ECW. So we're going to watch ECW chronologically. We're going to do an episode uh, a week. ECW. ECW. (laughs) And, you know, I mean, you think about it, this could be, what, a seven-year-long show if if we do this all the way through? But uh, yes, yeah, we're gonna be start, there. start in nineteen nine. What's that? Yes, who else will be there? Aaron will be there too. The greatest host of all time. <laughs> I also, I, hey, I have a question, real quick yes. before we get into this WCW blunder pay per view or what show or what the fuck it is. Where's my royalties, Nate? Well, you bought your own shirt, so what? You paid. You're, you're going to pay yourself. Well, that's what I'm saying. I bought a shirt, but if somebody buys a mug, how much money do I get? Nothing. <laughs> do you want me to? Sh- do you want me to share the fifteen cents I get with him? Yeah, you can if you want. <laughs> All right. You want? You want but seven there, and a half? There's cents? a coin. There's a coin shortage, though. Right. Right. <laughs> All I'm going to say about this guy is I feel like Jesse the Body Ventura right now. My shirt has the sleeves cut off of it, and it has a front and back graphics. I am pretty proud of creating that shirt. I, I, I love think, your I shirt. Think, I think the sleeveless nice. army, that's that's pretty good stuff. Yeah. Nate's like, Kyle had a shirt. Kyle Nate's a shirt. Nate's yeah. like, you want to you see Kyle's shirt? I'm like, yeah, let me see it. I see Kyle's shirt. It's like awesome. I go back and tell Nate, this is, wow, he's going to love this. And then I, I'm typing out, where's my shirt? And Nate comes back immediately. And we're working on ideas for your shirt, too. I'm like, oh, okay. I, I totally deleted what I was like. But now You're like, you, I'm thinking, you, well, you son of a bitch. You what, cast me what, aside. What's my shirt going to say, though? I'm like, what do I, I? I'm not known for anything yet. <laughs> so forget the fact, guys, that it's almost fall and the, the cutoff is season's almost over. But get it for next season. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Well, where's my, where's my money for it's on me? 
There's hey, one the ready for Kyle's shirts. Wear, wear a, a long sleeve shirt underneath the sleeveless. Well, you think this shirt. is like WCW, Aaron, where you get a cut of everybody's merch like Hulk Hogan did? No, yeah, I'm fucking Kevin Nash, bitch. <laughs> this is more like this is more like WWE, well, where well, eventually it, we're just going to own your real name too. Is it in time for you That's to blow fun. your quad? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, I should get some money for my goddamn shirt and mug and by the way, sticker. To, by get the them, way. get them while they last, folks. Aaron's shirts are going to be off the store. <laughs> <Tomorrow>. <laughs> they will be rare. Yeah, <laughs> the fucking scalpers are going to. By get the them. way, the one good thing about this WCW Thunder, Kevin Nash works a whole five minutes and does not blow his quad one time. Good for Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> But lo and behold, he, he got the COVID anyway. There yeah. wasn't, yeah, there no, wasn't a lot of bumps. There the wasn't whole a lot phone. of selling from the, no. uh, from the legends. Club. Ric Flair took a lot of bumps, but that was just Ric Flair. <laughs> well, yeah, I, it, it was, was a lot of cocaine. Yeah. Ric Flair was the fucking the MVP of this show. Man, God bless him. Even in 2000, he was trying. He was on every minute of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> So, all right, so all right. Who, who wants to start? All right, so again, we'll we are. It is, it, is, shit. it is May 3rd, 2000. We are in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, would you like to all, the great, all the great things that happened in, in that Coliseum, in the Mid South Coliseum? And here's what, here's, here's what WCW offers. <laughs> see, see, Nate, that's what I, I wrote down. I wrote that down. Like this happened to the Mid South Coliseum. Like fucking Jerry Lawler and Terry Funk had a fucking empty arena match. Fucking Lawler pile drove Andy Kaufman in here, and 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 this is like one of the Lawler, last. Lawler, Lawler, and Idol. Yeah, and this is one of the last. Wrestling things that happen in this fucking building. <laughs> Jesus Christ, guys! Right now, as, as, as this show is taking place, our world champion for WCW is none other than the one, the only David, David Arquette. Dewey, yep. Dewey is the champion at this point. And I put down a note here just at the beginning. You watch this. If you watch this Thunder, if you listeners are brave enough to go back and watch this show after we've talked about it. This show encapsulates everything you need to know about how Vince Rousseau writes a wrestling show with and no Eric filter. Bischoff, too. Bischoff yes. was not was not free in this. You know, yeah, he, he um, wasn't. I, I put won't. this show on at 4.30 in the morning. I don't know why. I had insomnia, and I'm like, let me just watch the Thunder now. I might as well. And the recap for Nitro was like awesome. I'm like, wow, a lot happened on Nitro that that, that, that Monday before Thunder. And then I realized, oh, oh God, it's the lead up to the Triple Cage from Ready to Rumble. Yeah, I wrote <laughs> this. I wrote this. I wrote this, guys. Okay, for one, WCW. Okay, at this time, would have an hour and thirty minute show. Mm-hmm. And everything would happen on it, right? Like they'd put like Vince Russo and WCW would have like four months worth 
of angles happen <laughs> right in one, in, a, in, one in an hour and thirty minutes. Now Nate laughed. He knew what I was getting at. Yeah, I'm yeah. Right. I'm Nate, you knew what I was getting at, right? I'm gonna do you yeah. one better. I'm gonna do you one better. I believe at this time they were taping Nitro and Thunder on the same night. Yeah. So <laughs> live it's, Nitro. It's two and, and a half hours then. They have fans. four months worth of booking happening. Right. Two hours those, and 30 minutes. And, and at the beginning of this show, they have a parking lot brawl. Right. And nobody hit anybody. Like it, Here's my question. Here's my question. You have fans in the arena who have just sat in Nitro. And now they're watching Thunder. But yet you're going to sit here and tell me the new blood just arrived? <laughs> right. That's right. what I'm saying, man. Here's the it's thing. Like, you know why the... You know why those fans weren't rioting? Because they had free tickets. That's true. <laughs> it was five hours worth of free wrestling. <laughs> the, the best part about this is we have Bobby Heenan and not that piece of shit. Fat yeah, I said the same Mark thing. Madden, so. I said the same thing. I said if this was a Mark Madden episode, I wouldn't go any further. But Aaron, to Aaron's, Aaron's right. They had a parking lot brawl where the Millionaire's Club beat up Russo and Bischoff, but yet nobody no. landed a punch. Nobody beat up anybody in that right. fucking parking lot brawl. Nobody hit anybody. And here is here guys, here is the big here's the big spoiler throughout the show, guys. We are gonna see New Blood come out and they are going to challenge the Millionaires Club all night long. And they will continuously get their ass handed okay. to them. So okay. if you are buying the pay per view on Sunday, what belief do you have that the New Blood has any fucking chance this is in my notes it's in my notes we've already seen the baby faces win so what what incentive do i have to watch not only this pay-per-view but this and and i'll get into it more in depth as we go on this huge convoluted storyline this that this this millionaires club this Millionaire's Club New Blood thing is like Russo at his finest because... And it could have been so good. It could have been the greatest storyline ever if they would have just booked it properly, Nate. Well, first well, of all, I the mean, Millionaire's Club should have been the heels. Right. Yeah. You know, and first of all. Show, in this show, they're doing New York rules. Which meant no, no referees. We're going no to referees. We're gonna get to and, that. And, and we're, and we're going to... And if you want to win, you count yourself. You count your own pinfall. You count your own submission. Your own uh, one match was a table match, so that wasn't hard to figure out. But so the the count right now, Vince Russo says the words "New York rules" in his opening promo twice. Yeah, so it said a lot more, but we'll get to the exact well, number by the so time the show's over. Here, here's the thing that that blows my, my, my mind. Here, I have my so favorite great. thing in the show. You have the, yeah. no, you're fine. You have the new blood coming out, okay? Mm-hmm. And so who who is the vocal, like the the man that is fucking speaking for the new blood? Is it is it Kidman? Is it Vampiro? Is right. it is it Jeff Jarrett? No, it's fucking Vince Russo. Vince Russo. So meanwhile, sure, Eric Bischoff is sitting there with his hands on the ropes like this, going, like mm-hmm. I don't want to be a part of this. And I'm sure fucking Vince Russo drew all those fucking free tickets. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, My, Russo, Russo. The only, the only thing I liked in this entire show was Ric Flair. He says this. He says, "You know who you're talking to, dipshit." <laughs> yeah, they actually let him drop a curse word. 
Rick Flair looks at Vince Russo and says, hey, look at who's on this stage. You know who you're talking to? Dipshit. They cracked right. me up. Other than that, this fucking show's terrible. But even then, even then, Ric Flair buried the new blood in one second because if you look at the stage and then you look at the ring, aside from Shane Douglas and, like, Jeff Jarrett, who was on the new blood? Billy Kidman and Vampiro, and neither one of them were made a star yet. No. No, and, and they... Another and more of more Russo's hot shot booking. They turn d- during this whole deal, and and the uh, their feud is part of all the, the everything. Everything Russo WCW is so convoluted. You can't form a you can't form a fucking timeline in your head. Nope. But they had the thing going with with Kidman and Hogan, and let's be honest. And I, I am a fan of Billy Kidman as a wrestler. I yes. always was. Okay. I thought How Billy Kidman was fantastic. Uh, it, it, let's, let's be honest. You're going to take Billy Kidman. You're going to turn him heel and you're going to put him in his first program as a heel with Hulk Hogan, who makes him look like a midget. And that is not disrespectful to Billy Kidman no. at all. Kidman's five ten. Right. <laughs> why would you put him in the ring with a guy that, first of all, is 20 times the star he is? Oh, right. And secondly, right. is 20 is two times bigger than him. It just makes Kidman look Bush League. And on know? top of that, you went and you rehashed the storyline of who was driving the limo that remember when the white Hummer hit the, the, the car. Mm-hmm. And now Kidman was the driver years later. Right. So he was like Rikishi. I did it for the rock. <laughs> but on top of that. I, I, I told you guys, I watched a show on YouTube called Reliving the War, and it looks mm-hmm. back at Nitro and, and and Raw at the same time, watching both shows. Right. Hogan didn't sell for Flair. Hogan didn't sell for Savage. Hogan didn't sell for the Giant. But he was selling for Billy Kidman like a champ. Yeah. <laughs> like, really? And, and in my, talk in about... My note, in my notes, sorry guys, in my notes it says... Um, Kimberly Page is awesome. I felt her promo went on too long, though. It, well, here's we, have, great. We, haven't, we haven't got there yet, though. Hang on. Hang I don't on. really care. So, Kimberly Page so tonight, is awesome. So tonight, it is, they're going to put all the Millionaires Club's names in a boot. In a boot. In Vince Russo's boot, right. And Vince Russo's boot, and they're going to draw it out, and we're going to have matches with no rules. You must no. count your own pinballs. With, with New York rules. Well, and I'm going to get to that. I'm, I'm, listen, I hate, I hate that, I hate that they did that. New York rules, because I mean, has anybody ever watched any show from Madison Square Garden? Because there's countouts, there's pinfalls, right. there's referees. There's, there's new there's new referees York, new day. yeah, New York rules is such a stupid. Like I don't know what they're, I don't know what they were trying you to. Might get. as well have said. We're in uh, Tennessee. We're in Nashville, Tennessee, or wherever we are. Yankee you rules. Hill- yeah, you're right. It's Yankee <laughs> rules, you hillbillies, or something to that effect. Yeah. At least gain uh, uh, heat from the crowd. They weren't booing him because they disliked his character. They just didn't like Vince Russo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, can, we, can we mention how awesome Kimberly Page is? What? <laughs> All right. Well, this is what I got you on have my notes. To- you have to be shitting me. She is trying to be the fucking Sable. She's got to come out and cut a fucking promo. I didn't then, listen to a word she said. I was just looking at her. 
Then she fucking refers to the fans as marks. Oh, good. It's real, bro. Let's <laughs> fucking <laughs> oh, yeah. that she you. wants to. She could she call me a mark. She call me an idiot. She could slap me in the face. I don't give a she, fuck. She she can call Aaron Jeff. He wouldn't care. I would not <laughs> care. No, but I, I'll, Jeff Jarrett, he, he, he actually delivered a decent promo, but I feel a lot of the times his success in WCW was forced because of Vince Russo. Because well, they were so close. And here's the know. problem. All night Any- tonight. With this first match, this is the problem all night tonight. It's matches that should seem like they should be good. Jeff right. Jarrett versus Canyon. Right. Okay. Oh, Canyon. Okay, great. Oh, Two great workers. But, boy, do they fuck it up. So, oh, yeah. my, my thing about Jarrett, you mentioned, Archie, that his, he, it felt forced. I always thought about Jarrett, and I'm even including TNA, all right? I'm right. even including TNA. I was always a guy. I like Jeff Jarrett. I'm not at all saying I don't like no. Jeff. Jeff Jarrett, though, to me, was never a main eventer. No. Jeff Jarrett Jeff Jarrett seemed to me to be that guy that would be like right. like a Tito Santana or a Greg Valentine, who's always in that intercontinental championship right. Right. I area. agree with you. But do you remember when he was in WWF with Owen Hart? He was wearing the Don't Piss Me Off shirt mm-hmm. and started with the whole guitar head, you know, shot head. I think if Owen had not passed away, they would have eventually split them up quietly, and Jarrett might have had a chance at a main event shot then. But that wouldn't have been forced. That would have been him getting over organically with the help of Owen Hart. Jeff Jarrett is no Tito Santana. But to go in WCW, he like jumped from WWF to WCW three times, and now Vince Russo's like, he's the golden boy. He's got to have the belt at every cost. But yet we're going to... We're going to keep playing hot potato with the title, so it means shit. And Jeff Jarrett, I call, and you guys may or may not get what I'm saying here. Ugh. I think Jeff Jarrett's re- favorite match of all time, I mean, and it's a fantastic match. Anybody who gets my joke here, and then I'll elaborate. But do you think Jeff Jarrett's favorite match of all time is Bret Hart and Steve Austin at WrestleMania 13? And the reason I say that is because Jeff Jarrett was the king of the walk and brawl, man. Jeff Jarrett, <laughs> like ah. like seventy five percent of Jeff Jarrett's matches were Jeff Jarrett and his opponent walking through the crowd and just punching Fight. each other, yeah, yeah. for ten minutes. I don't know about just to you guys, kill time. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but like knowing where we're headed with WCW, every time I see that fucking pyro go off, I'm like. Oh well, there's five thousand dollars. Right, right. <laughs> that was so well spent. So, Jer- the Kimberly Page promo, though, Aaron's right. She looked great, and for five minutes, she delivered a great promo. Is this the and point then, in the show where she delivered her promo? Yeah, she yeah go, okay. it goes. It goes. The Vince Russo promo. Jeff Jarrett and Kimberly come out. Jared says he picks Canyon, and then Kimberly cuts a ten-minute promo for no reason. Okay, Five so I guess would have been great. I guess, I guess I, she looks I guess online, and she I has guess, nice titties. I guess because I just wrote down Jared versus Canyon, whatever. So I, well, <laughs> I guess I, I didn't write on, down. You can go on, on fucking Pornhub and see nice titties. I don't need to fucking see it. Cut a fucking ten-minute fucking promo. Right. She was good at so, Kyle, my, my point is, her promo wasn't bad for a five-minute promo. But when she just started going, and Paige, and you, you're such a bad guy, Paige, because you only got successful because of me. 
I'm like, Jesus Christ, weren't you with the booty man a year and a half ago? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You exactly. know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you were the, were the booty babe for a year and a half. Don't don't even try that shit. You, know? well, you can also you can also you can also find a video on Pornhub called Booty Babe. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> DDP hit her with a fossil wood guitar. Yes. <laughs> Canyon would have rolled up. That. Oh, I, I forgot to you. I forgot to mention that as part of Jeff Jarrett's uh, arsenal. He, the walk and brawl and the guitar shot. That's yep. that's Jeff Jarrett's uh, legacy. Fossil yep. wood guitar, man. You gotta call it a fossil wood guitar. <laughs> it always did look devastating when he'd hit it though, because the guitar would shatter. What mm-hmm. what did what because was it was fossil wood? What was it that guy Mike from WCW uh, in the the, the rise and fall of WCW. It was Mike. Um, Tonight? No. No, his dad was a was a promoter. Oh, Mike Graham. Yes, Mike Graham. And he talks about Jeff Jarrett. He's like he broke fucking five thousand guitars a year. Never drew a fucking dime. <laughs> speaking speaking of guys that look like seventies porn stars, Mike Graham, <laughs> God rest his soul, looked a bit like a seventies porn. Kyle, star, let but... me ask you a question though. <laughs> When you're yeah. giving away five and ten thousand tickets for free, how does anybody draw a dime? <laughs> exactly. You know, you know? exactly. It's, it's, yeah. No one could have drawn a dime back in the two thousands. <laughs> but no, Canyon one would have rolled up. Yeah. Well, they weren't giving away free tickets. Speaking of not drawing a dime, up next we got Lex Luger and the Wall. Oh yeah. yeah. I put, I I put have, on here. I have I'm Matt glad too. That, yep. I put on here. Up, you shut up. <laughs> Don't make me don't make me get up. I'm drunk. But no, I said I'm glad to see that Lex Luger actually fucking put on goddamn his fucking gear for this show. (laughs) Yeah, it's nice to see he didn't wear his jumpsuit or whatever. God, he comes out. God, huh? Wore jeans like everybody else on this fucking show. He wore fucking slacks. <laughs> Goddamn Gucci. Okay, well, everybody's wearing pants on this fucking show. Well, because it was New York so, rules, bro. Bro. So, here's two is the wall versus Lex Luger. And I wrote in parentheses, why the fuck? <laughs> and I gave this match one and a half stars. And in what? this match, Tony Schiavone said in commentary. Tonight it's man on man action, <laughs> as opposed to man on woman action. We, every just, other we day. just keep going back to Pornhub on this. Hold on, yeah. Hold on wait a second, guys. We're talking we're, tonight. It, it's New York rules, which means there are no rules. But yet, this is a tables match. The count is up to four. By the way, Mike Tanay has now said New York rules two more times, so we're at four. I wrote here. I and said Tony Schiavone said. This is man on man action. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I wrote on here, I said, That'll put asses the in storyline on this with Lex Luger is that Russo's trying to keep Liz away from Luger. Right. And I said, it's kind of hey, he, he probably should have. He Let's say have. 2020. Have. Hindsight being 2020. Sam failed at that. Uh, <laughs> right. Another failed right. Russo pro- project. And, and, and Rick Flair is involved in this. Okay, and what I wrote about this match was Wall versus Lex Luger. The less said about this match, the better. Because <laughs> well, lots, of smoke, say, lot, lots of smoke and mirrors. Yeah. This is what I'm going to say. Um, fucking Ric Flair is involved in this match, right? So is Kidman. He is. And at this so is time, Chronic. Yeah. Ric Flair is involved. This 
and I know there's a lot of guys that'll say like his time with like TNA or this that and their thing. This is the saddest time in Ric Flair's career, in my opinion. And I'm a Ric Flair guy, and Nate yeah. knows. Rick during Flair this at this time, during this time, Ric Flair. Rick Flair seen. consistently looked like a Burger King district manager getting his ass whooped all the time. Like he he did. He looked like a Burger King he district did. manager getting beat up all the time. And it was pathetic and and it was one of those situations where and people can say what they want about Hogan. But but Vince no, Rousseau Vince Rousseau in all in all his what he thought was infinite wisdom had literally the two biggest draws in the history of wrestling. Or in the history of modern wrestling, uh, Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan, and he put himself over both. That yes, yes, and he treated both of them like just other guys on the roster, he called them just like anybody else. Yes. He called them dinosaurs on a daily basis. Now, and you're right, Aaron. This is the worst, the worst time in Ric Flair's. Oh career. yeah. He, all right. So Russo comes out to do commentary with Liz. Flair follows behind, tries to get at Russo because apparently. During the, the match at Slamboree that Flair has with Shane Douglas, which I'm not remember, I'm not sure if that was the Viagra on a pole match. No, I don't uh, believe it no, was. No, I think that was on yeah. an episode of Nitro. Yeah. So Flair's trying to get to Liz to help Luger, but all you keep hear, hearing Luger uh, Flair say, while panting, Ric Flair is, is sounding like he can't breathe mm-hmm. on commentary. Is come on package, come on package, <laughs> over and over and over again. Although, then, although it's it's Slamboree 2000, he has a great fucking line when he gets in the ring against Shane Douglas. Oh yeah, he's like he's like tonight I'm gonna walk that aisle, I'm gonna style and profile, and I'm gonna kick your ECW ass, pal. Yeah. <laughs> pal, it was the match everybody's been waiting for for like six years. At least Douglas, the match Shane Douglas has been waiting for. Yeah, well, no, because Douglas has been talking about it since ECW, <laughs> so of course we want to see this match. But then the more stupidity thing of all of this. Chronic comes down to get involved, and we're explained to on commentary that Chronic was not being paid enough on the new blood, so they joined the Millionaires Club. Yes. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, Hugh Morris is a member of the Millionaires Club, too. Yeah, he's so, there, well, too, again, now. Again, what? So Vince Russo is the mastermind, right? But he looks like a bumbling idiot because yes. he ends up costing the wall the match. Yes, because he hits he... Luger in the stomach. <laughs> Luger looked like he bent over to take a shit when, when, when Russo hit him with the bat. Luger goes, oh, and you're like, oh, God, did he just shit his pants? <laughs> He's going to drop his total package there. Luger looks like he could be wants to be anywhere else besides here. Oh, yeah. Well, well I mean... Let's be honest. He looked that way from since like '98, right? <laughs> but well, let's be honest. He probably was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Wall goes through the table. Kind of. He kind of goes through. His the table. feet go through the table. Horrible table shot. Like I mean, would you expect anything less? But Russo goes to attack Flair. Russo goes to attack Flair. Flair gets in a couple of good shots. Luger's still on the floor shitting. From the stomach shot. <laughs> and then here comes Billy Kidman. And guess what? We've got another match that now Mike Tanay has said seven times. It's New York rules and the Millionaires now, Club are winning. Now, here's the thing. Now it's Rick Flair versus Billy Kidman. 
Yes. Right? The, the fans are the fans are excited. They're they're going crazy because here's, like, here's the first, everybody the first... involved in here's everybody involved in this fucking match. Okay. So now we're in the Ric Flair Billy Kidman match, correct? Right. Right. I have no fucking idea who won this match. I have no, no, no nobody idea. Did. Nobody did win. No, but this Mike match Austin involves won. this match. Right. Involves, right. Match. Mike According to Nash, Mike Awesome won. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> here's everybody. That, here's everybody involved. Listen, listen in to Aaron. Story. Aaron's right. I have the same list. Go ahead, Aaron. There's everybody involved in this match. It starts with Ric Flair and Billy Kidman. It's just a match. It was a good match, too. They were actually putting on a decent match. It's pretty decent. And then Kevin Nash, Hulk Hogan, Rey Mysterio, Mike Awesome. Conan. Um, Conan. Ray. They're all just involved. And it, it makes absolutely no fucking sense. No. And this is the point at the night where the fans, like, at first are excited because, like, all this shit's happening. And then they start to realize, like, oh, this is what it's going to be all fucking night long. Right. That right. is exactly what I was about to say, because you just rattled off all the people that are involved in the finish or whatever the fuck you want to call the end of this thing. Right. But you just saw the same kind of deal go down in the last match. Right. Nothing Only- stands out, because when every match has 16 run-ins, can you even call it a match? Like, I know really? I, I bitch about the modern product all the time and the hot shotting. And shit, and this, and this is why I say, as much as we loved the Attitude Era, there weren't many finishes back then. This goddamn match the decline started the decline you, you of wrestling ended, because yeah, you ended. You're, one you're match. just you're was, fitting like like we alluded to earlier with with fitting like a, a month worth of storylines in one show. You literally fit probably what you could fit in a at least a one hour wrestling show in this one match. Right. And here's the um, thing. One like, other note. Sorry, Kyle. I don't want to cut no, you no, off. One ahead, other note ahead. that I had before before I uh, we move on to what you had to say. Just wanted to get it in there. We said okay. So Nash and then uh, who was it? Tries to run away. Kidman tries to run away, and Hogan catches Kidman at the curtain. Right. And starts to beat up Kidman. The most awkward playing of someone's entrance theme ever in the history of wrestling. Because, like, he, he gets him at the curtain and he's beating him a little bit up the aisle. And, then, and it's and like then, the music guy was right. like, oh, click. Oh, I <laughs> didn't know was be here. Right. right. <laughs> so awkward. It's it, 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 awkward. It's awkward. But it might also be the most realistic. <laughs> oh, and here was my favorite part. Like, Tony Schiavone, if, Bobby Heenan's like, it's Hulk Hogan, and Tony Schiavone's like, no, it's Terry Bollea. Uh, Give me a fucking break. <laughs> now, now here's the thing that's sad about this is that two years two years ago, Kidman versus Flair could have main evented Nitro. Yeah, right. Because and think about that because like you had Billy Kidman versus Ric Flair. If the rules are reversed, that's a great fucking match. Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. And uh, fuck. <laughs> Ric Flair helped to make Eddie Guerrero into a mid carter because of the match he had with Eddie on Monday Nitro. So yep. he could have done the same thing for Billy Kidman, Rey Mysterio, Conan, whoever. He did with Ray. He had a match with yeah. Ray, and it was right. amazing. But, Is that the I one mean, where he got thrown in the pool? Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, he got thrown in the pool at spring yeah. break. Yeah. So, and then the culmination of all this is is uh, Hogan, Nash, and Flair 
laying out, oh, our monster heel. Mike Awesome. Uh, you know, we're, and, and you know what? I'm a Mike Awesome mark, man. I like I Mike, love awesome. Mike Awesome. Mike Awesome was, he was never in a fantastic promo. However, I'm going to get to something here. You could but, give him a manager, you know. Um, he, he, he's, Aaron said, or was it Aaron? Who said Ric Flair was the only good thing about the show? Was that you, Kyle? Yes. As we go through the show, I'm going to disagree and say that I think Mike Awesome was really good in this show, too, but yeah, I'll get to was, that later. He was. What I'm saying um, is Ric Flair is, like, at least Ric, Ric Flair, like, you could tell he is fucking trying to get this shit over. Right. Right. He is um, goddamn this. Definitely tried. professional, yes. But Mike Awesome, to me, was always, I mean, for a big dude, uh, one of my favorite matches ever is Awesome and Tanaka at that ECW uh, uh, one night stand, the first one. Mm-hmm. That's one of the best. Their, their that trilogy they beat is amazing. The fuck out of each other in that their match. trilogy of matches. When Tanaka Ooh. finally hoist Awesome up and Awesome bombs him through a table on the outside, mm-hmm. it's like the biggest payoff because every other match, Awesome was beating the fuck out of him. Right. And now Tanaka finally got payback. Yes. So, so yeah, then, I agree with you. So then, now, now we have DDP. It comes out, and he's going to face Vampiro. Kyle, did you notice the entrance? Yes. Vampiro comes out. The lights go out, but you see a hooded figure come out. Yes. Vampiro it was so out, stupid. The lights come on, and there's Sting beating up Vampiro. And I'm like, was he the guy under the hood? Yes, he was. He, okay. Was, the, what, what they were know? going, what they were going for, literally. This is where. <laughs> Talk about Some, not having the okay. right amount of smoke. <laughs> so, so before before they wrote this, apparently Russo, um, the P, the listeners can't see me, so I'm going to make a noise. Apparently Russo went, <laughs> you know what would be really cool, bro? I right. started a line of coke there, folks. Right. Um, <laughs> you literally have Sting walking around on the stage. In a hood or a sheet. In no, in no way is he conspicuous. Right. In no way. Is Shouldn't he, like, the lights have gone he, out and then <laughs> Sting comes out? And then yeah. Did, like, you know. In no way is he conspicuous. Vampiro could obviously have seen, even if he couldn't see who it was, he could obviously have seen right. someone walking right. around on the stage. Couldn't he have like, went backstage and be like, hey, Buff, come out with me. There's somebody on the stage. <laughs> you know, something. Have, Sting is one of my favorite, favorite wrestlers. But I got to talk my... one. They try to make Sting the Undertaker. Right. Yep. Two, Sting is the only one out of the Millionaire's Club that shows up in his gear, paints his <laughs> face. Right. Everybody, like, what the fuck? <laughs> I gave this match negative five stars. Thank you. Yes, I agree. <laughs> I don't want to see, I don't want to see Cockhold Dallas Page. Uh-oh. And here's the problem. This match right here ruins everything else. Because for the rest of the fucking show, you have this ugly, god-awful fucking fake blood on the mat. Can somebody explain to me how Vampiro got caught and covered in blood? Because I never saw him get anything on him while I was watching. Did they cut that part out? I I don't know. Yeah, I agree with you. I didn't see it it now that you mentioned it. It was Sting. It was obviously Sting. But I yeah. never saw Sting throw it on him. So well, he just this is got one of the many times blood. of the night. This is one of the many times Bad of the night that the camera guys don't right. fuck catch things. Like that. <laughs> so, well, can I tell you what what um, Tony Schiavone says in the next match? Because well, I don't want to. We aren't going to go into on. the next match yet because we're going to take Hold our on. break. DDP, he gets thrown in the ring covered in blood. 
DDP hits the diamond cutter, matches over in three seconds. It's not even really a yeah. match. Now, here's my, really here, here, Mike Tanay like Tanay says New York rules for the tenth time now in the first four. <laughs> I love that Archie. Oh, forty minutes. Forty Archie's, minutes. Ten Archie's times. Here's my question, guys. If it's New York rules and you count your own pins, why isn't anybody going right? <laughs> right. They're doing a legit count. Like, like what the fuck? we're in the Millionaires Club. We have uh, we have uh, uh, integrity. We're going to count for real. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got integrity, all right. <laughs> and now DDP is covered in sweet baby rays, celebrating. And uh, at this point, we're going to take our first, we're going to take our break. It'll be our only break of this show. And we'll get to the second half of this Thunder Blunder here on the episode 105, the Thunder Blunder episode of the We Can't Wrestle podcast. We will be right back after this, ladies and gentlemen. So what did you do? You went out there and you started a podcast. You got that right. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the We Can't Wrestle podcast. And I am Brian Pillman Jr. The We Can't Wrestle podcast is a podcast about wrestling and a bunch of guys that don't know how to do it. But I, Brian Pillman Jr., am very good at pro wrestling, so I don't need to start a podcast called the We Can't Wrestle podcast. But I'll gladly put my name on the brand. I'll gladly go on the line to say that the We Can't Wrestle podcast is one of the most informative, most balanced, non-biased podcasts out there. Thank you very much, and have a good listen. All right, wrestling fans, welcome back to the We Can't Wrestle podcast. And we are uh, doing our Thunder Blunder episode here, May 3rd, 2000, WCW Thunder. But now it is time for... Bro. Shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. Got to get a couple in here. I mentioned earlier the new 2300 podcast coming your way. More details coming on that in the next week or so. And also I want to plug, as we were talking about, we kind of jumped the gun on it earlier talking about merchandise. Yes, there is a new merchandise store for the We Can't Wrestle podcast. Teespring.com backslash stores backslash We Can't Wrestle and, of course, the link is in the We Can't Wrestle Facebook group. Go get you some merchandise. You can be a part of Kyle's Sleeveless Army. Yes. You can have Aaron. a coffee mug that praises Aaron's list. Aaron's shirt is the best. And Archie, of course. And Archie's Soon new merchandise be will be coming. We gotta I'm, not gonna make, I'm not going to make any for myself because I'm such a humble guy. I'll yeah. make but, it for uh, you. Don't you have a couple on the on the Motley Soup uh, store? The the only yeah, there are some of the Motley Soup store. And I did I did I did have to make merchandise, i.e., t shirts, cell phone cases, and face masks that say Omega Sucks. I had to have some some Omega Sucks merchandise. Um, Also, the Asylum. I want to talk about the Asylum really quick because coming up next Saturday in the Asylum. (laughs) 
Yes, absolutely. In the virtual asylum, meet and greet the one and only, one of the greatest heels of all time, the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase. Archie, do you want to elaborate on that? It's a travesty that that man never held the world heavyweight title. He made his own belt, baby. Yes, he did. (laughs) Uh, We are Ted Ted DiBiase on at 6 p.m. next Saturday. Um, you can get a 8x10 for $45 with your meet and greet and autograph uh, and get to ask them some questions. We also have pops. We have uh, figures. We have shirts. So An- make sure another, you join us. An- also another incentive to join both the Asylum and World Championship Customs oh, wow. in that in a lot of the events that are on the pages now, you don't even have. You would may not even have to spend forty five dollars right. for an eight by ten. For a buck or two bucks, you might get into the meet and greet with, with an eight by ten or a figure, and you know exactly save you some money. Here's the thing: one with the Ted DiBiase thing, come find out what your price is. Right. <laughs> you can two, ask him what he would buy you for. Exactly. And two, with when it comes to World Championship Customs, um, yes, not only is it pro wrestling, you know. Is it Marvel? Is it, you know, everything else? But the fact is that just the other day we had some some people and fans that were talking to Archie about doing customs for him and his wife, mm-hmm. for married couples. I mean, it's not just, you know. I've made customs for an entire family, a father, son, a father, a mother, and a daughter. How uh, cool. Da- how Daniel cool Ariola has as well. How cool uh, would that be able to be for your fucking for your wedding or your birthday yep. to have, have your, you and your wife as a cake topper. Very own custom. Thanks wow. to Archie. Thanks to Archie. There is a Kindle action figure. Yes. And a Kyle with no and sleeves. And a Kyle. And a Kyle with no sleeves. Archie's <laughs> the man to do it. And it, it, if Archie can't do it, there are so many. There are 30 great... and 40 and 50 other guys that can do it that I, I guarantee you, I will give you to the right person. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, we are a community. Um, Right now, I'm actually working on Chad Austin uh, customs for um, for Aaron and Chad. I have one made of Chad in his black pants with white boots. I'm waiting on one more body. I have the head made so I can make the one in his orange singlet. Um, you know, I'm making figures for indie wrestlers. Um, and it's not just the tag guys you know, when we say world-class customs. These are right. world-class. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Everybody Absolutely. on there does incredible work. Kyle and I also have a show every Sunday uh, yes. called 60 Minutes or Less, but that's a lie because we went for almost two hours last week. <laughs> we did. We did. Um, but I guess Kyle and I like to go all night long. Who knows? We do. <laughs> yeah. Woo! Um, yeah. It's a great recap of the week's word of wrestling. Um, this week we're going to have a lot more because there are two AEW darks and an AEW pay-per-view that will be on this week as well. So Lots. Lots of wrestling coming up this week. Yes, and. Sir. That is, and Aaron will tell you, I'm going to get the last one in here. Those of you that listen to the podcast. And oh, yes, my itchy Von Hogan. This is my favorite custom. For those of the for those people listening to the show, Aaron, itchy what is your bon favorite Hogan one. Itchy Bon, Itchy Bon, number one. You know what's horrible? I made that in, with intentions to keep it, and Aaron wanted so badly. I'm like, okay. So it took me three more months to get back the parts to remake another one. <laughs> so so last but not least those of you listening to the show that are not a member of our Facebook group Aaron uh, you want to give them your thought on why, why are they not a member of our Facebook group 
Because they're fucking idiots. They should just <laughs> join. <laughs> just join. He and, didn't mean that. He didn't. He meant that as lovingly as Aaron possibly. He, he meant that with every fiber of his being. I, like every bone in my body. If you're not joining this goddamn group, you're a fucking moron. And head over right now to the, the Asylum podcast to listen to the meet and greets from Mick Foley. Mm-hmm. What an awesome time that was. And every one of those meeting, meet and greets is available in audio form on the Asylum Wrestling Podcast as well. And guys, get yourself in on Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. And in two weeks, we have the one and only Psycho Sid Vicious. Oh, That's going to be a good one. It's on the day of my birthday. Yeah, all right. Yep. Hey, well, you know what, that. Archie? You know what, Archie? Mm. You may be... You may be half the man he is, but he has half the brain you do. And I want to—I want to state this right now on the podcast. I only hope, I only pray that I look as good as what Archie does. At Jesus Christ! When I Someone left me a comment a couple days ago and said you're a busted ass thirty-nine. I'm like, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. What a yeah, dick! I told him that. I told him that. Everybody shut the fuck up. I'm going to say this. Join the Weekend Wrestle podcast Facebook group. Join the um, whatever the fuck Archie's doing. The World, <laughs> World, World, World Championship, Championship Customs. Customs. Yeah, and then fucking come hang out with me on Trading Chops, man. Right. Yes. Trading Aaron's Chops is hysterical. Fun. It's hysterical. Hashtag sleeveless army, right here. <laughs> like, like trading chops, it's it, it it's not like you know. It's there's like no the rules. Past. No, there's no rules except fucking York, don't New talk York about rules. goddamn religion, politics, or COVID. Well, other than that, just fucking hang no. out. And I'm like the bastard redheaded child of the fucking goddamn we can't wrestle podcast. Oh, come on. Who else okay. has a shirt that says my list was the best? Okay. By the Who way, else had to buy his own fucking shirt? By the, <laughs> way, by the way, hashtag shirt yet to be named for me. Yes. yes. <laughs> I have to rip up my list. That fucking, like, I had a fucking... That Archie shirt's going to sell out, man. I just wanted to be a question mark with my face as the dot. Because <laughs> there's nothing, there's nothing else that I can like. What 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 else can he do? <laughs> I'll come up with something. This brain will come up with something. Oh, I, 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 maybe I'll have you make me and Kyle the sixty minute or less shirts. There we go. Clock and put me <laughs> as the twelve and him as the six. We'll have a sixty minute or less shirt, and then the clock will be on sixty four minutes. <laughs> right, yeah. right. And there don't, you go. And don't worry, ladies. I can make love in under sixty seconds. <laughs> Moving best, on. Six, best sixty seconds of her life, right, Kyle? Yeah, exactly. All right, all right. We're talking. We're talking Thunder we're May third, two thousand. The next segment is Mike Awesome coming out, and this is where I want to say Mike Awesome was one of my favorite things of this this episode. He came let out selling the back. Let me get in. Yes. Let me get in. Yeah, I want to. That's one of the two points I want to get in here, and then we can talk about what happens after. First of all, Awesome came out on a Vince Russo show. On a Vince Rousseau show, and sold. He was actually selling, 
in this match or in this segment leading up to the match. So good, good on him. And then I don't know why, but I really laughed because he's calling out Sting. He talks about Sting being up in the rafters or whatever, and he says, "Sting, get your Batman ass out here." <laughs> and I just thought that was so funny. Get your Batman ass out. Here's, the Here's the thing about that with the whole Sting and the rafters thing. Like after the whole Owen Hart debacle. You really they stopped that. He's, com- he's yeah. coming down from the rack. And here's the thing. I want to say right now, as it stands right now, Vince Russo, yes, maybe it wasn't you who put the killed Owen Hart and, and everything else. But here's the fact. And the problem is that you fucking glorified that shit from yep. then on out. Yep. That is yep. the issue that we have with you. Whether or not it's your fault that he was put up there, the fact is that you fucking glorified that shit. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff that shoot or that's work shoot in the business. And, and you can watch it and you can doubt whether it's a worker shoot, but I want to tell you guys right now, if you have never seen the segment that I'm talking to listeners, I know everybody here has seen it, but if you have never seen the segment from one of the early days in the, in the asylum, as it was called back then, ironically for TNA, when Piper, when, when Piper, that Piper yep. Russo thing, like Russo, that's a shoot, man. Like, oh, yeah. Russo looks so uncomfortable. And he's trying to grab the thing. microwave so he can get Piper out of the show. And Yeah, he Piper looks so kill, uncomfortable. Did you kill Owen Hart? Did you kill, kill my, my brother? <laughs> yeah, yeah, did you kill my cousin? Yeah, it was and, like that, that's one of those that's one of those moments where you watch it. And it's like, damn, this is hard to watch. Even <laughs> I, I guarantee you, they called Roddy Piper for that show. It's like, hey, Roddy, we got this new NWA thing. You want to be on it? He's like, yeah, but Vince Russo's going to be there. Okay, <laughs> but I will Never say this: said what he was going to do. <laughs> Pot, Roddy Piper has a pot, had a podcast, and he had Vince Russo on there, and he brought up that. And you know what? Piper has a good point because he states and he says that, like, look. Like, the problem is that you were dictating what wrestlers did. Right. And right. you decided that you needed to be the star without any thought or repercussion of what could happen. Right. right. You know what? That's right. That's fair. Because, you know. Watch this show. Yeah. Vince <laughs> is so, so fucking worried about, you know. I don't know. And that's the problem is, is that. You know, with and I don't mean to get off on a Vince Russo tangent here. No, but go right ahead. The problem is, is that he sits there and says that he leaves WWF to go to WCW because it's too hard because he's working too much. But you have a locker room full of guys who work three hundred fucking days a year, right? right. And then you're oh, going to sit you- there and say like, "Oh, well, I'm working too hard." When you're the one dictating what they fucking do. Oh, and then mm-hmm. when you get to WCW, now not only are you writing, but you're also on the show. Exactly. Yeah, and it's not just like, okay, like, so Vince McMahon, when he was Mr. McMahon, I mean, they were heavy-handed with Mr. McMahon in 98 when you were getting the Stone Cold thing heated up. Right, right. However, if you look at the Mr. McMahon character over the years, he it had the... His- well, not just that, but he had... He had the perfect amount of screen time. Yes. He was not. He was not in every fucking nope. segment. Nope. And you watch these shows, and it's like Rousseau's in. If you have ten segments on the show, Rousseau's in seven of them. Well, here's yep. the thing: every match ends, and then they immediately go backstage for Russo to cut another promo with the New Blood. Yeah. On this show, so he's in every segment. 
the Sting and Awesome match could have been great, even with Awesome selling the back. But then again, too much interference. Mm-hmm. Being this, honest, and actions are, are involved for no reason. And I don't know why, so I'll let somebody else cover it. But being honest, I did not write the finish of this down. I don't know why. I don't know how uh, I missed it. Uh, the fucking MIA. Misfits in action come out. Okay. And they help Sting. Sting puts on the Scorpion Deathlock and then leaves it on way too long. Like, it's on for like a minute and a half. And then he finally lets it go. And then we immediately go right back to the New Blood dressing room so Vince Russo could yell at Scott Steiner. Where they're all yelling at each other, yeah. Which is yeah. a fucking horrible idea. Why the fuck are you Well, that's what Mike Tanay said. He's like, <laughs> he's like, dude, does he really want to be yelling at, Scott, at someone like Scott Steiner? And then Russo shuts up and goes, Scotty, just go take care of business. Which <laughs> leads us to what I thought was going to be my favorite match on the whole show. Steiner and Hogan. Yes, that's a um, dream match come true. Exactly. And I wrote here, I said, here comes Scott Steiner and his hose. <laughs> One of the hoes has the U.S. title. It's right. nice to see the fucking title right. on this we, fucking I didn't even, show. I didn't even know that Scott Steiner was the U.S. champion at this right. time. No, this not is, like they mentioned. Not like they bothered right. to mention it. This right. is the first time that we have seen a title belt <clears throat> on Thunder, right? Mm-hmm. On the go home, right? Because David Arquette is in there. But meanwhile, they filmed Nitro earlier, so David Arquette was in the building. Mm-hmm. So why didn't they have the world champion out at any point in time to build to this goddamn triple cage? And I, we'll I wrote, get to that at the end. And I wrote, thank God Scott gets to cut a promo. But the sad right. part about it is it wasn't entertaining. No. <laughs> no. I couldn't understand 40% of what he said. <laughs> and then the, the other 40% was, okay, here's how, I, here's how I, I describe a Scott Steiner promo. Scott Steiner promos in this era... In this era, Scott Steiner promos to me are the equivalent of a Rob Zombie movie. Hear me out. It is shock for the sake of shock. Yes. It's yeah. not entertaining. It is not well thought out. It is shock. Rob Zombie is a shitty filmmaker. I don't know why. I don't know why people like his movies. I have no idea because they're shitty. Because they are shock for this for the sake yes. of shock. Yes. Um. But that being said, Aaron just checked out. That's okay. We'll keep going. Yeah. So <laughs> I thought he got a little quiet. But one minute um, into the match, and here comes General Erection. And here's the problem. Here's the problem I have with this, Archie, is the fact that okay, so now it's 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 General Erection and Hulk Hogan versus Scott Steiner. Two one one, but they're the right. faces, right? And Steiner's yeah. still whipping ass. Steiner literally beat their ass for about two minutes into this match. No, and here's my problem with it: if it's no rules, why didn't fucking Scott just say "fucking screw it" right and leave? Right. <laughs> they turned a dream match into a nightmare. Yeah. No one comes to help Scott Steiner, despite Vince Russo rallying the troops backstage, and we end in a countout. <laughs> yep. But yep. yet, there's no referee to count out anybody. Count out. It's again no rules. God, it's 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 so tough, and like it's so tough to. This is like Vince Russo. Okay, you watch this, and I don't have this written down or anything. I'm just thinking about it as we're talking about the finish of these matches and stuff. And this is not in any way to be offended, offensive to anybody who may or may not need this medicine. 
But it is like when Vince Rousseau writes a show, he did not take his Ritalin. Right. Like there is just so no, much going on. There is so yeah, just yeah. so it's too like, much. Like Monday morning, it's like okay, we got to write a show, Ed. Okay, what are we doing? We're going to do this, but we're going to go here. Well, then we're going to go here, and then I want to do yeah. this. Wanna... Vince, calm down. <laughs> Wait, no, I'm going to do this, and it's like okay, do it. All right. So next we have WCW in 2000's favorite thing: limo pulling up. <sighs> okay. Now this this right here. Is my favorite fucking line of the night. Bobby has the greatest fucking line of the night. You fucker! I wrote this down too. Yes, yes, yes. Nate, I will let you take it. I will let you take <laughs> so, it. So, so the the limo pulls up, and it's on the license plate. It says F U N B. And uh, <laughs> they they're they're inquisiting. They're 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 thinking about okay, whose side is this person on? And Tanae right. says, well, the license plate does say F-U-N-B, which, as we know, is derogatory toward the new blood. And Shivani says, it could mean for uniting, <laughs> for uniting the, the, new, the blood. new blood. Right. And Bobby Heaven goes, you really think that's what that's it means? What it means. Yeah. <laughs> God, it was so funny. You could no, tell, no, you then tell he says, Heaven was leaving. He wasn't going to be around much longer. Then he says, then he says, yeah, he says. He says. How many times have these people told you to go unite yourself? <laughs> you can tell Bobby was ready to leave. He was done. Go unite yourself. Go unite yourself. So so chronic and I'm love glad, well. I'm glad, Nate, that you fucking felt the same way as I did. Like that it was made no sense. Great. It was just no, and you We're know what? The Shit, yeah, it was. It was essentially thirty-five to forty seconds of those guys just <laughs> and literally not knowing, like literally having to work in Vince Russo's world, right? And then and then Bobby this busting is, his buddy's but, balls, man. But it was this great. Is what was stupid? It was on Hogan's shirt all this time, so Hogan was wear, wearing a for uniting the new blood shirt. Yeah, right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. But very, very funny. Yeah. Very, of course, Heenan. We all miss. Yes, we love you, Bobby, Bobby Heenan. Heenan. So, so now we Chronic have... is fighting the new blood, uh, the Buff Bagwell and Shane Douglas, who are the Buff tag and, champions. Buff and Douglas, who I thought were a terrible tag team, uh, two I, men who didn't meld together well. Yeah, it just didn't work. It just didn't work. You know, for everything um, Buff and Lex Luger were, this was like the total opposite. I am a. <sighs> And I want, and this is to just to elaborate, and we always get off topic, kind of, kind of, but it's still on topic. Still We're still topic, talking about right. the wrestler. You tell me what you think. To me, I was never okay in WCW when he had when he was in his tag team with with Steamboat. Mm-hmm. Douglas was a good team member for Steamboat. Yes, he was a good young baby face. You yes. know. ECW, he he made that character and what, what was it last episode or the episode before we did our, our top ten ECW and and I was very highly highly uh, highly praising Shane Douglas. Yes, I had him as number one on my list. Yes, however, is it just me? And you guys can tell me if you disagree. The Shane Douglas ECW character never worked anywhere but ECW. 
No, no. it didn't. In WCW, it just came off. I don't right. know. It just it didn't right. work. Imagine an indie rock band who isn't signed to a label. They're going to make you want to buy their CDs. They're going to make you want to buy their merch. Right. When they get signed to a label now, they're not gonna they're not gonna shill so much as the label will. So it's not really them begging you to buy their shit to, you know. With Douglas, he was an indie guy in ECW. So when he said, "F Vince McMahon, F Ric Flair, F WCW," you bought into it because he was in a different company. When he mm-hmm. got to the mainstream company, he couldn't say it anymore. Right, and no. he tried. Yes, exactly, and that makes perfect sense. You know, he tried yeah. to be. Yeah, he 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 became. You can't be a sellout and still be a, against the, the 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 boss. You know what I mean? Yeah. ZZ Top yeah. ZZ Top said it best. It's hard to sing the blues from the back of a limousine, right? right. <laughs> and and that's why. And again, we get off topic. That's why I am absolutely. I always I always piss on people that and i'm a big fan of both of these bands actually one of them is one of my favorite bands one of my favorite bands is green day okay okay and then the the other band i'm going to group into this is metallica both of those bands when when they became a little lighter in their edge when they Mm -hmm. when they when they took a little took a little speed off their music or right or or tried to get a little deeper with their lyrics People shit on them. Right. And and I always say, like, I'm just going to use Metallica as the example. Metallica did not sell out. Metallica grew up. Right. They grew up. I would find it, and here's, I'm going to use another band as the, the opposite. The opposite. Aerosmith. All right. Here we right. go. Metallica grew up as a band. And Metallica doesn't look pathetic because Metallica is not in their 50s or 60s still trying right. to play thrash metal. Right. Whereas Aerosmith is still on stage at they 70 years old this way. in their fucking tights. Right. You, they never grew up as a band. And I, and I understand. Here, here's the thing. Uh, I feel like I have a... a, a, a a voice in this because I'm a musician. You're the musician played. in the group. Right. Yes. I am. I've been playing for 15, 16 years. I have done a lot of cool stuff. I've opened for a lot of cool bands. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I don't want to like brag or anything. Like I said, of what, but bands you've heard of. <coughs> I'm a. <coughs> I'm a death metal guy, and if there's nothing more than in that music genre, it is the fact that people saying this band sold out. Mm-hmm. Right, band sells out, or this band sells out, or this band sells out, and Green Day actually said it best. They said, "I didn't sell out; I bought in." Yeah, I'm the best in the world. I don't when come you to a place where I don't need money. Right. right when you when you when and you can especially speak to this, Kyle. If you are a struggling musician and you're playing in a garage or you're playing in small dive bars or whatever, and you get your album and you get your big break. And now you have the opportunity to make the music and have a voice, right? And and make some money, money doing what you want to do. Why the hell would you not do that? No. Let me, it's let me, stupid. It's like it's like calling anybody that ever gets a promotion at work a sellout. Yeah, right. <laughs> let me let me share a quick story. It's off topic, but it really right speaks to this. Okay, it's our show. God damn it. Right. Back a couple years ago, I got the chance to open for Puddle of Mud and Saliva. Mm-hmm. 
in Michigan at Rockapalooza. Damn. Damn. Okay. I've opened for Pop Evil. I've opened for a lot of bands. Um, here's the thing. For that, for that, for that, for the Pop Evil show, and even for the Puddle Months live show, we had to rent our own van. We had to rent our own trailer to bring the gear up there. We didn't get a hotel room. Mm-hmm. We had to stay in a campground because it was the cheapest. Right. Okay. We had to travel four hours, pay money out of our own pocket to get there. When we opened for Pop Evil, it was a sense of you had to sell the most tickets to get that spot. They don't right. just give right. that to you. Mm-hmm. There right. is a lot of work that goes into it. That's why I get mad when people say, like, oh, this person sold out. Yeah. Because guess what? It isn't a fucking easy lifestyle, man. Uh, it's uh, not. Right. Well, right. And, not. and I'm I'm not even in, in any way, shape, or form comparing what I do to what you do. No, I get it. All right. But same here. Like, right now, Kendall and I are, are have decided that we're it's shit or get off the pot. We're building this into a business. But I'm going to be honest with our listeners and everybody, and I've said it before literally doing this show for the past three years, I haven't made a dime. No. It's a it's a labor of love. It's I have, right. it's, I have played for fifteen years and I've probably made four hundred bucks off of merch. Right. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it's it, it is. It's about and, the passion. So if you can scary. turn that into right. money, exactly. why wouldn't you? Exactly. Let me tell you what 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 a normal night is for a band that you are loading up your shit, usually you have to carry all your stuff down. Right, there's the no venue. roadies. No, there's mm. no fucking roadies. You have to carry your own shit. No one's doing right. real. Unless you're about your cousin, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you play the show, then you have to tear down. Right. And then, mm-hmm. like me, like, there is no party. Like, right. the smartest man that I ever talked to was, um, uh, fuck, I can't think of his name. He was the guitarist for Shine, Zach Myers from Shine Down. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I asked him, I said, what does it take? He's like, dude, you know what I'm going to do after tonight? I'm going to go back to my hotel room. I'm going to play some Xbox, and I'm going to go to bed because tomorrow's right. another show. Yep. Right. It's the same thing over and over and over yep. again. It's not, It's not. yes, I understand that maybe Motley Crue had this party lifestyle, but guess what? That's an act. That's a show. Right. Right. Even, it's you know, not, you look at, you look at you, uh, me, me and my dad were talking about something recently. Um. Dean Martin used to come on stage with a glass in his hand of ice and booze and be drunk on stage and sing. People found out later on in time that that glass with ice actually had apple juice in it. And he yeah, was exactly. never really drunk. Mm-hmm. He used exactly. to go back to his hotel room after he would do his show, call his wife on the phone, tell her how much he loved her and missed her, and that he wished yep. he could be home. He right. wasn't partying with women. He wasn't drinking. He wasn't having a great time with Frank Sinatra and Sammy Davis. It's a gimmick. They're, it's kayfabe, baby. It's a give, yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> all so it is. It's Shane Douglas is. couldn't be the same franchise in no. WWE or WCW that he wanted to be, that he was in ECW. You know, but after the revolution left, Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko and Saturn and Eddie Guerrero, Douglas got left out to dry with nothing to do. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because so, Revolution was the only chance that he had to be that yep. anti-establishment. Right. He, he brought you know. the triple threat to life in WCW mm-hmm. and named it something different, but they were actually changing something. The, the young guys were coming up. When Benoit left and all those other, and didn't tell him, hey, mm-hmm. we're leaving, Shane, 
you know, let's go to WWE. <laughs> it, he, got, he just sat there and went, okay, so you want me to team with Buff Bagwell? All right. You yeah. know, well, and, here's the, and here's the problem that I have with this match is the fact that, okay, so first comes Buff and then comes Shane. Right. They're tag team champions. Why are they not coming out together? Right. Like, right. Two, <clears throat> I know it, it seems something small, but like to me, the fact that if your tag team champions don't come out together, unless it's unless it's a a storyline thing like with where they're not getting along, right? You know, or like, if I it's get two that. mainstream stars, like when the Rock and Austin had the belts, like okay, yeah. that's understandable. You're not going to mm-hmm. have them enter together. But this is two mid card guys that you threw together. Shouldn't they have a tag team entrance? Right. You know? Shouldn't they have a tag team name? So, something. I you hate know? That. I I hate so much when you have two wrestlers like Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro. Right. They don't have a fucking name. There's mm-hmm. Shinsuke and Cesaro. It's like give them a name because it right. doesn't feel like they care. Well, right. exactly, and it doesn't make me as a viewer want to care because I just assume they're going to lose the titles in a month or two. Right. Exactly. Who's, who's merch am I buying? Am I buying Nakamura right. or am I buying Cesaro? Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I bought bar merch, but I did. I can't buy Cesaro and Nakamura. Right? You can you talk know, you shit all you want about the Killer Bees, but at least they fucking had a name. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. So, but this don't was ask actually, the sheep, though. This yeah. was the only match that was actually passable as a match. They had tags in and out, and they actually had yeah. a real match. But I wrote this down. I said, this is the longest match, I right. think, of the night. Besides but, the later on. But you get to the finish. Jesus. And Rousseau leaves another raspberry in it for you. Chronic <laughs> wins, picks up the titles. And and, and then and then because it's Vince Rousseau booking, our commentators have to say, does this they mean the, they're the they're champions? champions? Right. Uh, exactly. But we also get to hear... That is Exeteran Headache number Russo. We get to hear Mike Tanay for the 16th time <laughs> say, it's New York rules! Now, <laughs> I, I, I don't know about you guys, but like at this point especially, I wrote, no wonder the WWE changes their mat every match because right. that blood mm-hmm. on that fucking mat looks... Fucking it horrible. looked like it yeah. looked like it looked like Tammy because Tammy Sonny was already in WCW at this point. It looked yeah. like Tammy Lynn Cinch came out, had her period on the mat, and walked away. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. No, it, it did. It looked like shit. It's like it yeah. did. It did. Very bush so, league. Okay, match ends, and we actually go backstage, and Vince uh, Vince, Vince Russo sitting in the corner pouting. Why? Because Eric Bischoff is in charge now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because well, hold on. You know, now, here comes a bus. Right. Here comes <laughs> right. a bus. Behind a limo's limo. too small. A limo is too small, bro. And, so as you said, Archie, now Eric Bischoff is in charge of the show. And apparently, yes. apparently he's not a good boss either because we're going to get to this battle royal and he has no idea who's coming into his arena. Like right. this guy, it, clearance is but, not a thing on this but evening. the stupidity but, of it all is Russo is sitting there pouting. Like... <laughs> Why does Bischoff get to be in charge? Because you just screwed the whole show, bitch. What? For but here's two the, hours. Here's the problem. Here's the biggest thing. And I know I'm, I'm skipping ahead a little bit to the end, and we'll get there in a minute. But like, you've had the New Blood get their ass beat. Right. They never the joined together and beat anybody up. No. And here's the problem. Not only did they get beat, but they got beat decisively. Decisively right. in yes. minutes. In oh, minutes. Long. So now we're gonna have a battle royal. 
And did that ring look fucking full or what? You know what? I I said, no wonder WWE doesn't do battle royals like this anymore. They do the Mm -hmm. Royal Rumble because this, like, what the fuck do you do? It was 11 on 11. (laughs) It was 11 on 11. Where Mm -hmm. the winner gets a world title shot at the Great American Bash. Okay, fine. But you hear Russo yelling to Bischoff, don't accept this, don't accept this, don't accept this. And Eric Bischoff is sitting there with that shit-eating grin going, you got it. And I'm like, wait, so there's already (coughs) dissension between that? I mean, like, wait, I can't. What's going on? (laughs) They've been allies for two months. Right. And we're already going to kill this. You know? Well, and here's the thing. Again, a good wrestling show is you have the faces, you get beat down, and they have to fight back from something. Mm-hmm. They've already won all night long. Right. right. And I really... Give them a world title shot at the end. <laughs> and the, the, the Battle Royal itself was such a clusterfuck. Well, this oh, is... All right. God. Mike Tanay points out that there are referees outside of the ring for this match. Jeez. So it's the end of New York rules, bringing the grand total yeah. to 17 times said on the show. <laughs> Good job, in Mike a, Tanay. In an hour or, and, and 30, 30 minutes. minutes. Sure. <laughs> that means it was said at least every eight minutes. Yeah. I was going to say less than every 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I mean, oh, we're ridiculous. Gonna, we're going we're gonna to get some, some bullshit because so, the new blood has looked bad tonight, they are about to look even fucking worse. Because well, not only not only is it a battle royal, but they come out with weapons. Right. Tammy then, Sitch has a fucking steel pipe. Right. <laughs> and, a, and a dress that looks ill-fitting. Yes. She yes. was not at her best. She was not at her best in this in these no. WCW no. days. The sun had set on sunny at this point. Yep. There were no more sunny days. No, there and wasn't. The bus, and then the bus lets out, and it's all new blood guys. Guys mm-hmm. we haven't seen in months. And this is the line I wrote down. Hey, look, it's Ahmed Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> it's just out of nowhere. There's Ahmed Johnson. Has, <laughs> hasn't, been, hasn't been on this show in three That's, months. Right. No, and not only that, not only that, but... Yeah, I don't, I don't mean to bring up topical stuff here, but the fact is that here comes Harlow P. And Norman Smiley. Like, right. Fuck it. Group all the black guys together. <laughs> right. Were yeah. they sitting together, too, on the bus? I don't yeah, understand. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Were they in the you back know? of the bus? Right. You know. New York rules, bro. And um, if you thought that this couldn't get any worse, here comes Tank Abbott. Here comes right. Tank. Yes, here comes Tank. If the, the, word, man that, the man that Russo pitched to be the WCW champion. champion. To be Goldberger. Yes. Now, and here's now, the thing. If, if Clusterfuck was in the dictionary, Tank Abbott should be right there in the picture. <laughs> right. Thumbs now, up. Here, now, here's the problem. Here's my biggest issue. According to the commentators, it is now 20 members of the New Blood versus 8 members of the Millionaire's Club. Right. But then, With weapons. But then, what was the bright... For a split second was the bright, shining moment of this episode. Well, first we go back to the limo, and here comes the guy in leather pants. Leather, right. And and, and Shivani in, in his second stupid comment of the evening says, we don't even know, is it a man? Well, those, are some pretty, those are some pretty fucking thick calves there, well, Tony. Well, no. <laughs> Hang on a second here. What kind of women have, are Tony, is Tony hanging with? Because <laughs> cause we, have, we have Medusa that shows up before this point. Right. We have Mo- Mona and Asia. 
Right. We have Jim Duggan. <laughs> I don't even know who Jim Duggan, what team Jim Duggan was on because he's not a millionaire. Either. He goes out <laughs> like, goddamn two by four. Goddamn. He was looking. He was looking for that WCW TV title again. <laughs> it was like it was literally like holy shit! Like and now here comes this, and now here comes yes, this. right. So, but then it, the, the saving grace should have been who comes out last. Mm-hmm. The oh, best he, possible scenario. He's not last. He's savage. And well, can, yeah, but can can we mention just briefly, just to put this into context? Theoretically, by what was established at the beginning of said battle royal, none of these people are officially in this battle royal. Right. None of them were yeah. in the ring when when the yeah. bell rang. Right. Right. <laughs> Right. So now, here comes Randy Savage. Uh-huh. He beats the hell out of everybody, which I'm marking for. I'm like, great, Randy Savage is back. And then he goes to jump over the top rope, which would have eliminated himself like he did in the Royal Rumble all those years ago. He doesn't. Shane Douglas stops him. He smacks yes. Shane Douglas across the head. And I, I wrote down here, I think that Shane Douglas fucked up Randy's spot right. he wanted to right. do. Right. So, so Macho <clears throat> Man goes through the middle rope, and Tony Giovanni says... He's been eliminated. <laughs> so I go, is this New York rules? Right. Yeah. Right. So then, so then. <laughs> the now, best point, this is West Virginia rules. Right. <laughs> now we come, down, we come down to the last four. It's yep. Blair, Hogan, Kidman, and Shane Douglas. Which okay. wasn't by accident because they've got the two biggest matches coming up on Sunday. Right. Mm-hmm. Which I get. Fine. Which is fine. That's, that's right. pro wrestling 101. That's right. fine. But then. But then, after everything we've seen tonight, here comes Bret Hart. Right. And I'm going to get to my biggest issue with this. To I hit too. Hogan in the head with a chair right. when they know they can't pay this off. Okay, right. there you go. That's exactly right. what I was going to say. Right. You I'll, I'll let you go here. I'm sorry. Go go ahead. Absolutely. You, you, you brought Bret Hart in for absolutely no reason because you're you, this guy can't wrestle anymore. Right. Concussion. Or, right. Yeah, his his concussion and such, and again, like Kyle said, you have you have booked this huge angle here with Bret Hart, and you're Hulk never Hogan. going to right. pay this off. You're and ne- we knew we weren't getting Hogan versus Hart to begin with, so you just gave us more sour grapes. Exactly, you know. It, and that's the thing; it's not like it was questionable whether Hart could do it or not. You knew. Can, Nate, fucking knew that he Nate, do how it. long at that point? How long had Bret Hart been in the ring, been wrestling for? Mm. Would you say twenty years? Maybe a little more. I think. Okay. I think he made his. <laughs> I think he made his pro debut in seventy nine or eighty. Okay, and this was two thousand. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so, yeah, twenty years. So let me get this right. Bret Hart, who is a veteran, and whose contract basically bankrupted WCW is a part of the new blood when he's the biggest millionaire out of all of them. Right. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That made no sense. Like again, okay, you can't pay us off with Hogan and Hart, but also him being on the new blood makes no, even if they could have, why is Bret Hart a part of the new blood? Right. You know, it's a swerve just to have, right. It was a swerve just to have, now we get back to the match. Flair, 
caved in Shane Douglas's chest with a chop that looks stiff as hell and el- <laughs> well, eliminates him. Eliminates him, and he wins the New York Rules Bret Hart Invitational Battle Royal. You know, and I, and I wrote here, I said, <laughs> I said Flair, Flair, and I know that it was the blood from the, the mat and everything. Flair looks like he's been through a war. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. Like, Ric Flair always looks like he has been through a damn, like, huge war when he wins. And in the meantime, Hogan and, and Kidman are fighting on the outside. Paige Everybody's gone. And Jarrett. Everybody's working stiff as hell on the outside, Nate. They're yes, killing each other. You're like we said, like you said a few times in the show, you are in one segment, you are fitting in like six weeks worth of television. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. Real quick, I have to say real quick, I forgot something with Axel Jim Duggan. Fucking Bobby has another great line. He said, okay. Oh, here it comes. Here comes the human toilet plunger. <laughs> Oh, Bobby, God, I, God rest his soul. I now, so I need an explanation of something. I asked Kyle about this <clears> last <throat> night in the group chat. I'll ask you as well, Nate. Mm-hmm. Randy Savage goes over and helps Hulk Hogan up. Yes. And Hulk Hogan's down on the floor after being beaten up by Kidman. And it's ironic to me that Randy Savage is wearing the outfit that he's wearing on the cover of the Be a Man Hope. <laughs> yes, Hope yes. Rap <laughs> album. It's like, so wait, you just got done cutting your rap album and you came to save the guy that you're calling out. Yeah. You know? <laughs> not, not even just that, but they clean each other. It's like, oh, yeah. You. It's like, oh, there's dissension. There's, there's a possible ride. But we never see Savage again. No, it's not. That was his last contract, contracted obligation to be there. And and did you guys notice that there was a... They cut to Hogan and Savage when they weren't supposed to. Did you guys notice there was a spot on this show that was supposed to happen that didn't? Which is? Go back and watch, because Kyle, you made mention of it. I don't want to watch it. Please Kyle, don't want to watch it again. Kyle, you made mention of the fact that we, through this whole show, we never saw our champion. But we did. But really? The, the, yes. If you watch the end of the show, go back and watch it. Mm-hmm. Paige and Jarrett are fighting on the scaffold. Yes, and Arquette comes out. Arquette comes out yes. and falls into... This is one of the great botches of wrestling that never yep. gets brought up. He fell into... <laughs> into the pit. He fell into, he broke the the fixed wood that they were supposed to fall through, and then the camera just cuts away. Because you know somebody was like, fuck. And guaranteed they probably told Paige and Jared, just keep fighting up there, don't come down. And they never brought it up again. Those two were supposed to go through that. Yep. But he came out, overstepped, and fell into it. And then they were just like, like, that is one of the greatest botches that no one ever brings up. No. In the history of I, wrestling. I applaud David, <laughs> David Arquette for getting back into wrestling and doing death matches over the last couple of years. I'm busting to see this documentary that they filmed on him. Mm-hmm. But his time in WCW, my God. And, it, it, and it, it, let, let's be honest, because I, I actually have mad respect for him. Mm-hmm. It, yes. none, of, none of the bullshit in his WCW run was his fault. No, you didn't want it. I don't know if you've ever heard the story of the night he won the title. Uh, um, bits and pieces. I, I don't remember it completely. He, he and This is a story actually Flair told. Okay. Flair said, or David Arquette, who 
honest to God respects the business. That's yes. why that's why I say I have respect for him because yes. he he didn't come in like one of those celebrities that thought he was bigger than the wrestlers or nope. anything like that. He's a fan. Right. Like Mr. T or like Mike Tyson, you know, he's a fan. And they told him they were going to put the belt on him and he literally went to the guy that he knew was the perennial champion. Right. And he asked Ric Flair, he said, I feel uncomfortable with this because I think the boys are going to be pissed that they're putting the belt on me. What should I do? And Flair said, it's okay, kid. It's just a work. Right. But tonight, go to the bar and buy everybody around. Right. Arquette went to the bar and picked up the whole tab for the whole night. Right. And to me, again, like I said, I will never, it, although the booking was silly and they never should have put the bell fault. on him, it wasn't, it his, wasn't fault. his fault. And he did exactly what he should have done in that. I have mad respect for David Arquette. Definitely. The fact Definitely. that he took all of his money that he earned from WCW and gave it to uh, Brian Pillman and Owen Hart's family. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, that's that's a class act, man. And no, I know without we a give, doubt. We give him shit. We give him shit. But the fact is that, like, I don't know. You can't, you can't find a better the, class the, than the that. Thing, the thing I don't understand, though, the end game was to put the title on Jared. Mm-hmm. Okay, of fine. Of course. <laughs> the belt was on Jared to begin with when he wanted, when Arquette wanted but you did it for a movie that had already been released. Mm-hmm. And Ready to Rumble was not going to be an Oscar winner in any way, shape, or no. form. So, like, okay, they put they wanted to put the world title on Batista when he made Guardians <coughs> of the Galaxy. So when he walked the red carpet, the belt would be there on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Exposure. They wanted to put the belt on the rock. So when he walked the red carpet during Jumanji and this and that, exposure. The movie already aired. It's already on cable. <laughs> and here's Why my are problem. we putting the belt on a guy right. for no reason? And here's the biggest problem is that all night they have said DP, oh, DP has the most experience going into this match because he's already experienced it. Right. He was in a movie. Right. How right. is that experience? Right. <laughs> but that was, it was, that was a, visual, a, a, a Russo-written script get over that during the movie he took bumps and he did because it's real but it's not real bro don't worry and that, we'll get it over yeah, you know yeah this was this was essentially uh russo's um zeus yeah you know <laughs> but you know what at least when they brought in zeus tiny zeus lester he actually did a decent job in a tag match against hogan they mm-hmm. didn't do it for the world title at wrestlemania and he called and, brutus beefcake beefcake barber and I don't know about you, you guys, know, but, right, like, right, if, you at, but if you, you know. if you look at Zeus to David Arquette, right. Zeus looks intimidating mm-hmm. to this and day. Not, to this day, yeah, and that's not and that's <laughs> not saying anything against David Arquette, but fucking, no. Uh, so, so do you guys? Do you are you guys like me? Is one of your five one of your top five favorite comedies of all time? Friday. Yes. Okay. Because it is, it is one of the top five funniest movies ever. Made. Oh, without a doubt, Ice Cube did an incredible job. And I always said, I think that it would be, it would have been great if, 
if Tiny Lister, when he came back for that run in WCW in '96 when he was Z Gangsta, mm-hmm. if he would have looked at if he would have looked at Hogan and would have been like, "You want some old man?" <laughs> and Hogan would have been like, "No." No. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I would like them to come out like as Debo and then yeah. Randy Savage and be like, "Bitch, you got knocked the fuck out." And, here, <laughs> and here's the biggest, here's the biggest <laughs> difference between between the two. You have, fuck, you have Zeus in like nineteen eighty what eighty nine. Yep, twenty one years later, you're gonna have David Arquette and expect it to be it to be. Well, the same. Uh, hold it's on, like, no, no, because in '89 people still believed. Right, but he, what my point is though, did we see Zeus in anything else before No Holds Barred? He really wasn't think... like an accomplished actor. To no, say, no I don't we think know so. who Tiny no. Zeus Lester is. So, for all anybody knew when this guy came out, this wasn't an actor coming out from the movie saying I want to fight Hulk Hogan. This was a legit fighter who was in the movie with Hulk Hogan. Right. But David Arquette, and again, love him. I love what he's done in the last couple of years. I want to see the documentary, and I don't blame him for anything that happened. No. But I could have seen if they would have went and gotten a guy that was on Thunder in Paradise with Hulk Hogan, one of the bodybuilders, you know what I mean? And at least passed him off as a wrestler. But it and was David big- Arquette. And here's the biggest thing between between No Holds Barred between you know the whole Zeus thing and everything that happened up till now, even Rocky Three, right to to this is in Rocky Three and Noel's Bart, it was still treated as real, right. Even in Rocky Three, when when Hogan is Thunderlips, it, you know he's like, God, right. man, why did you get so you know? He's like, ah, oh, it's you know, so it's a, it's, a, it's for the crowd, right? Yeah, it's, it's for you fun, know? like you know, but it never said like, oh, it's fake or whatever. In Ray right. Rumble, they actively tell you, right, wrestling right. is fake, mm-hmm. but this is real, right. For, and that's why part of all this, we could have lived through the two or three weeks Arquette was champion. Poor Chris Canyon had to get murdered off the top of that cage <laughs> and through what? the damn you know walkway. And I brought this up a while ago and I want to bring it up again because we're talking about slamboree and everything else. But I think it's very distasteful that 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 Vince and this is why I brought up earlier with Vince Russo glorifying everything else. Right. You pull that stunt not only later. in May. Right. A year later, mm-hmm. but you pull it in the same arena. Yep. Where you act like somebody was you know, severely injured. Exactly. Yeah. It's almost like he was poking he, he knew what he was doing. And he exactly. wanted to see who he could... Look, we all know that both Vince Russo and Eric Bischoff, it's shock TV. They want to shock you. Eric Bischoff was a little more tame, though, and knew how to go about it in the right way. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, who's the the father of Stacey Keebler's baby? Not, oh, Stacey Keebler got gangbanged, and we're going to find out that she's got herpes now. You know what I mean? <laughs> that Vince Russo would have went that way with it, mm-hmm. you know? So, which, which again, it's Russo was bad for this business. He proved he it was. in the WWF, he proved it in WCW, and he proved it in TNA. And he proved time and time again the work shoots are stupid. Right, pro wrestling, it, it's not supposed to be 
You're supposed to you're supposed to suspend belief for two hours. Right. When you bring too much real into it, right, and right. you you bring too much into like any time any any of Russo's booking where it gave the impression that the the the, the writer, but it, you would. <clears throat> God, it's even hard to describe. Like, it's right. so convoluted and stupid, it's hard to describe. But in one of his shows, you would have a segment where they're talking about, I, I, I'm I, not going to write you in to be the champion. Right. And then in the next segment, I have a fight that I'm supposed to now believe is real. Right. Right. You can't you can't you can't conflate the two together. No. Perfect no. example is Goldberg when he turned heel is Goldberg went against the script. Yes. So right. the rest of the show was bullshit. I should right. not have believed in any of that. And 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 that's why that's why and I, I you know we're almost done here and we're going to wrap it up but the most effective work shoot ever done to me was the pipe bomb. Yes. Reason being, you watch, that promo is so perfectly crafted because punk, pu- punk cuts a promo about politics, about behind-the-scenes things, but he never crosses the line into it being fake. Right. He never alludes to the fact that they booked John Cena to be the champion. Right. He alludes to the fact that they... Give him more opportunities, right? And more T-shirts, right? It, 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 it that is the perfect work shoot because it never crosses the line where pro wrestling is right. a work. Well, you know, there's a, a video that I watched on uh, Facebook recently. It's a Paul Heyman one man show, and he's explaining mm-hmm. things. Yep, I've seen he, that one. He talks about how Brock Lesnar beat The Undertaker, and maybe it was real, maybe it wasn't, you know. Mm-hmm. Then, Which is fucking classic. Oh, it is. It's perfect. It's <laughs> absolutely perfect. But then he talks about the night that he cut the promo on Vince McMahon, stealing everything from him. Mm-hmm. And he says, Vince told me, you you know, we just had the, the whole, you know, disgruntled boss thing or whatever. You need to go out and cut a promo because people will believe it because it's Paul Heyman and he can't stand me. He's like, okay. Do you want? Do you want to know what I'm going to say about you? No, just go out and draw me money. Right. So he actually gave Paul Heyman the opportunity to go out and say whatever the hell he wanted. Yep. In the same regard, they handed CM Punk a mic and said, "Now you go out there for 15 minutes and say whatever the hell you want, but be civilized." Mm-hmm. Well, it, it was only I, when he went to the bullying campaign that they cut off the mic because maybe they felt that wasn't good <laughs> right. for their image. You know what I mean? Not, not only that, but it's also one of those facts that you look at Paul Heyman and you look at even CM Punk. They're right. the kind of guys that they know how how to craft that and change it. That because fine it line. It would have been yep. easy because Paul Heyman even says it in that in that in that uh, interview. He's like. You know, I come out there and say whatever I want about Vince McMahon, but if I can turn it right into you a made wrestling the, the words were you made wrestling a dirty word. Mm-hmm. That was what he spun hard enough because it was a it was a story. It broke right. on every news site. Wrestling right. can't be said anymore. They're superstars. He turned that into a storyline that people believed what he was saying. As a kid, I went, yeah, he did turn wrestling into a dirty word. Fuck Vince McMahon. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. 
You know, I love Paul <laughs> Heyman. I still do to this day. I love. I, I, if I could be a manager, I'd want to be a cross between Paul Heyman and Bobby Heenan. Mm-hmm. You know, but there's that fine line that you can cross and you can't cross, and you got to do it. Russo never found that five fine line. No, I made no. the mistake of letting no. the WWE Network continue to play for like 20 minutes after I got done watching the episode of Thunder we just reviewed. And within the first 10 minutes, Tammy Sitch came out and did her worst Sable impression, looking bad. Chris Candido won a quick match against a pretty decent wrestler he went up against, and he was the new Cruiserweight champion. And then they had Arn Anderson come out to fight David Flair. And all they kept talking about through the whole match was... Arn Anderson has that bad right uh, left arm. If he gets hit the wrong way in the back of the neck, he could be paralyzed again. What does David Flair do? Hit Arn Anderson in the back of the head with a Statue of Liberty to uh, statue, and Arn Anderson is now out cold. And they get, I hope he's not paralyzed. I'm like, do you really want to talk about an, this old veteran possibly right. being paralyzed right now? Garbage. Well, like but he deserves better that. respect than that. And not even just that, but like, okay, so Ric Flair wins. This match, right? Okay, to have a number one contenders match at Great American Bash never gets which, it. No, never gets it. Not to mention this is the same. This is the same show at the Great American Bash where Sting gets thrown off the fucking Titantron, right? The the Turntron on fire, on fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so tell me again how Vince Russo isn't glorifying oh, the fucking oh, Vince, but, the hey. Owen Hart thing. But came but, back the next night on Nitro like nothing ever happened. Right. <laughs> but yet, when you sit there and tell you, when you go into that thunder, you're like, oh, Rick Flair, we don't even know if he's going to come back. Mm. Right, right. What? <laughs> right. All because so David bad. Flair turned on him. It is so bad. The same David Flair who turned on him months ago to become a psycho. Yeah. The same David Flair who turned on him two years ago with the NWO. <laughs> so wait. His estranged son doesn't love him anymore. Ooh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, we've we've not been know? here before, right? I mean, you've used the storyline. Look, if Shane McMahon right now came back, which he did, but he's doing Raw Underground and beat the crap out of Vince McMahon, there's logic behind that. Right, they've had feuds, mm-hmm. but if he comes back and hugs his father and tells him, "I love you, Dad," I'm going to start questioning things. You know what I mean? <laughs> And that's you know. the problem, is that I'm not going to sit here and we, we shit-talk Vince Russo all night long. And I, you know what? I'm going to sit there and say that he had some great ideas. But he also had great talent to run those ideas for him. And he had a man named Vince McMahon that sit there and said, like Jim Cornette said, I'll take these three good ideas, but the rest of it is bullshit. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. <sighs> That was the problem with WCW. See, they told Vince Russo to work with Eric Bischoff. Bischoff working with Russo was actually his idea of just saying, let Russo Russo do whatever he wants until they fire him again, and then I can have complete control. They never got to the point of firing him again. The company went out of business. Yep. Right. In the same regard, in TNA, Dixie Carter told him, oh, do whatever you want. Imagine, also, that. You know, Imagine that. You have a company. Like I, I know we're getting ready to wrap up, but I, I I just want to bring this up real quick. You have a company in TNA, and you have Dixie Carter in charge, and Spike TV, your fucking TV provider, tells you we will sign you and put you on our network. Just don't don't 
bring right. Bruce <laughs> yeah. and you fucking do it. Anyway. Do it anyway. The network for men didn't want the edginess God. of Vince Russo. Damn it! <laughs> what in the world are you guys thinking? Yeah. If nothing else can say about Vince Russo, the fact is on that brawl for all dark side of the ring when he says we will talk about anything but wrestling shows you right there and then that this man does not give a shit I, about pro wrestling or anything sports in general. Yeah. Anything no. that's ever happened in that fucking ring. I I liken Chris uh I, I liken Vince Russo. I put him as the in, and I don't I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be politically incorrect in any way. But in like movies, mm. that wimpy kid that gets picked last for sports or not at all and then grows up hating sports and doesn't want to be a part of them. So he begins to try to dissect them. And like when people ask him, well, who's your favorite? Oh, I hate sports. But in mm-hmm. Vince Russo's case, he grew up wanting to be a wrestler and people probably told him his whole life. You're too small. You can't, it won't work. You're, you're clumsy. You're there. So in his regard, it was, well, now I'm going to destroy the thing that they won't let me do. Right. You know? Right. right. And that was and- the thing. And thanks to him, he did. Thanks to him, today, I have to fucking put up with a mimosa <laughs> match or whatever the fuck it is. The 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 the, the mimosa mayhem match. Yeah. <clears throat> so brought to you by the demo god, Chris Jericho. Yeah, that's stupid. That's stupid too. Because it's New York rules, bro. (laughs) Yeah, and you can hear more of this type of topic on sixty minutes or less this Sunday. We will be talking about AEW, WWE, NXT. Knowing us, it's probably going to be sixty minutes or more. But definitely, definitely. Especially if I'm, especially if I'm in there. Sixty minutes, give or take. Old man yelling at the clouds. I don't. I don't mean to. I don't mean to put. Nate on the spot, but uh, Nate, with everything that's going on with everything in, in pro wrestling today with the Roman Reigns and mm-hmm. everything with AEW, will you come on 60 minutes or less and you share some I of your opinions? You oh, know yeah. We'd like you on this Sunday because there's a lot going on this week. Yeah, I'd yes, love there to hear is. your opinions on everything, so, my friend. Yes, there is. And that being said, I have to put it out there. I gave this episode of Thunder one <laughs> Jeff Farmer yep. One. I gave it I gave it minus five for Jeff Farmer. Minus yep. Farmer it's not it's not a it's not a yep, it's a pill. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> I gave it fucking five negative five Jeff Farmer nopes. No oh god. <laughs> we got the nopes in there. Yeah. Oh my god. No, this was a bad <laughs> this was bad. It every was time, every time it looked like there was a bright spot, like the Hogan Steiner match, the Chronic Tag Team match, Randy Savage coming back, Bret Hart coming back. It led it, to another middle finger. Well, it's so much, so much potential, and so much booked incorrectly. Look at what I just said, Archie. Yeah, uh, our Archie show that had best. of Randy Savage, Scott Steiner, Hulk Hogan, and Bret Hart Bret is bad. <laughs> Archie said it best. When he watched this show, he he messaged us online, and he's like, guys, just finished Thunder, and even the best parts were bad. (laughs) Right. 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 Because you're you're getting Hulk Hogan versus Scott Steiner. It ended in a minute and a count-out. Wait. You know? 
Like really? And I will say, I don't know if you, I want to say, I want to end on something positive. I don't know if you guys agree with me, but I think the two best things about this show were Ric Flair mm-hmm. and Mike Awesome. I will say Bobby Heenan and Mike Awesome. Uh, okay, yes, Bobby too. Yes, absolutely. It, it was very, it was very nice to hear Bobby again. Right, being Bobby, being yes. real Bobby. And you could tell he hated this shit. Oh yeah. Oh he, god. As yeah. you watch it, you could just tell he was yeah. like, "This is fucking garbage." <laughs> yep. It's why. You know, it, when he, when you, you brought it up, when he says, you really think that's what it means? <laughs> it's, you know, in his words, what he was really saying is, you really want to try to pull this shit off. Right. You don't just want to sit here and wait to see what it Motherfucker, is. I've been in this business 40 years <laughs> yeah. and this is garbage. You have the greatest, uh, and I know we wanted to end on something positive, but fuck, guys. You have the greatest fucking commentator, greatest fucking manager and you have him delegated then from like I don't I think after this point he's on Saturday night. Yeah, with Scott Hudson. Yep, I think that was Russo's way of getting rid of him so he didn't have to deal with him because Saturday night was not under Russo's regime. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so. why would you put somebody who has that much? Fuck he called them. Russo. He called them dinosaurs. Everyone, Flair, Hogan, Savage. They were dinosaurs to him, and he yeah, didn't well, want you know them what? in his business. You know what, Vince Russo? You are a worthless piece of shit. <laughs> Fuck you, Vince Russo. <laughs> exactly. You don't fucking worth. You're not fucking. Hmm. You're not worthy to lick the fucking shit off the fucking fucking Hulk Hogan's fucking boot. You're not worthy to book a indie show in the middle of West Virginia at a firehouse you're not during fucking, COVID. Yeah, you're not, worth, you're not worthy to <laughs> fucking book a goddamn CZW show. Right. Ooh. Ooh. Right. You fucking worthless piece What does it say? Shit, you fucking scumbag. Tony Khan was axed before AEW even began. Are you possibly going to hire Vince Russo? And Tony Khan's words were no and nothing else. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> Good. <laughs> he, he legit, you know, so, all right, you know, that like Hogan was bad. You know, he, he really went off on Hogan. He's like, no, he's a racist piece of shit. I'd never hire him. But right. when asked about Vince Russo, you going to nope. hire Vince Russo? No. No. <laughs> Can we move <laughs> on now? I'm going to put it this way. Vince Russo, here's a little bit of a fucking plug for you. You go ahead and sit there on your fucking the brand <laughs> and everything else. Because you know what? You're nothing more than a fucking scumbag. You're a fucking piece of trash. I and I hope have... to God, I hope to God that fucking Jim Cornette fucking gets yep. you in a fucking ring one day. Yep. One day. And beats the one day. fuck out of one you. One day. I hope Jim Cornette shoves his tennis racket so far up your ass that you look like a lollipop. And I'm going to tell you right now, I will fucking pay for fucking I'll Jim pay Cornette's two. Day. I'll pay $200 for a ringside seat to watch that match. <laughs> I'll buy Kyle and Nate a seat too next to me so we can watch that match and cheer. Just eat our popcorn. Right. And, and woo! <laughs> yes! And because and because he has I, I, I hear the passion in Kyle's voice about this. Mm-hmm. Kyle, to end this week's edition of the We Can't Wrestle podcast, I want to hear your wait, before we do that do either one of you have anything to say to our listeners? Because I'm letting Kyle sign off tonight. So, I all right, we plugged everything during the shame, shameless plugs. We did. Um, if in, in all seriousness, here, guys, uh, we are still 
in a fight with this whole COVID situation, so please, please. And ironically, oh, they're coming after us. Ironically, no, it's my, it's my, it's my, yeah, it's outside my door. Uh, <laughs> no, we, we uh, look, regardless of what your feelings are on the whole situation, masks or no masks or anything else, it's not about just you. Right. The world doesn't resolve around just us. It's it's about everybody. If nothing else, without getting into too much details with Nate and everything else, if nothing else, it is a prime example that what we do affects so many people. Yes. So please, please, if nothing else, do it for those people. And as my as my sign off, I will say, and Kyle said he didn't want to get into it, but I will. Uh, those of you that are uh, members of our Facebook group know why the show has had a uh, a couple week absence, and that is because my wife's grandmother passed away. Yes. And um, to what Kyle was kind of alluding to, and I'm just going to do this very briefly. We're not going to get on. We're going to end the show. I'm. Not, but to put it in perspective with with the virus, with what's going on, uh, my wife is from a very small town in Kentucky, literally in a holler in the mountains. Her grandma was in said town of about 2,000 people in a nursing home that's been on lockdown since April. And probably because of an irresponsible person that worked at the nursing home, someone in the nursing home contracted COVID. Henceforth, her grandmother contracted COVID. And yes, she did already have congestive heart failure. She's had health problems. But she did test positive for COVID three times. They do three tests to make sure. So in no doubt in my mind that although she did probably not die of that particular virus, I am positive that much like pneumonia would, much like anything else would, COVID contributed to her passing away. So what I'm saying to you is, like Kyle said, and like Dr. Phil would say, it ain't about you. Right. Exactly. It, 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 you have to think of my grandma, who's still alive, thank God, is 95. And we haven't l- literally let her leave her house since March. And you just you have to think about these things and keep them in the back of your mind. Why? And I'm not preaching, and I'm not I'm not hating, and, I, and it, like Kyle said, it, mask, no mask, whatever. It's not about you. Thursday to Friday. It's about it's about those people that are at risk, and that's that. Just be and safe it, and be be normal. Be be respectful to other we, people. We have we have this. the we have the option to we have the chance to save people that could pass away that shouldn't pass away. Right. If that right there isn't enough for you right. to realize how serious this is, because I don't care about what the survivability rate is of this virus or anything else. The fact is one death is too many. Absolutely. Especially if it could be prevented. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. And with that, we want to thank you for joining us on the We Can't Wrestle podcast. And I'm going to let Kyle end the show this week <laughs> with his best Fuck Vince Russo. Vince Russo, <laughs> you fucking little dick cocksucker who sat there and wanted to decide that you wanted to play fucking pro wrestler. Play. 
This isn't fucking playing. This is fucking real. You ask any fucking buddy. Chad Austin will guarantee you that it ain't fucking fucking playing. Anybody who's ever stepped into that fucking ring will tell you that it's not fucking playing. Because Steve Austin broke his fucking neck. Owen Hart gave his fucking life for this business. Rick Rude gave his fucking life for this business. Eddie Guerrero. I can go fucking down the list. But you, you fucking dickless little cocksucker, decided, like, oh, I'm going to fucking play pro wrestling. No. No. Fuck you. Fuck you. And fuck Ed Ferrara. I hope you both get what you fucking deserve.